Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning, savvy listeners. I am glad that you are taking the time to invest in yourself today. Savvy, the business podcast, will show you how your daily habits can create your own platform. One thing that can make this happen, change your habits, change your success. Welcome to Savvy, the business podcast. Good morning. We are on with the business podcast. We're also live on Twitter and Facebook. Um, so be sure you're joining in. You're sending us comments. And again, if you want to call in, the number is 516-453-9356. I have on with me this morning, I have uh, Renata Wallace and Jacqueline Robinson. And um, we're going to start the show in a little bit. And today, we're talking about cutting through the brush, the power of communication and collaboration. Um, so many of us uh, in business or even in our professional career, um, we communicate, but sometimes there are things left out. We're unsure of what to say or how transparent we need to be. So... Um, one of my strong panelists uh, today, trust me, we're the, uh, down to the nitty-gritty on it. Uh, she doesn't hold back. And I'm going to have my guests go ahead and introduce themselves so you know who you are speaking with. And uh, um, be sure that you're listening in and following and ask questions. Feel free to ask questions. Uh, whether you're on social media or if you're locked up on a uh, block site. So, Jackie, let's start with you. Good morning, Melissa, and thank you so much for the opportunity to speak on your podcast, Savvy, the business Absolutely. podcast. Yes, yes, yes. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, a little bit about me. I don't want to age myself too much, but I've been in this business for over 30 years. As a matter of fact, I remember Windows 1.0, okay? Um, and so now, after gaining all this experience and being on the cutting edge of uh, IT or technology and social media and all of these uh, mobile devices and apps, my mission now is to help other people understand the power of their smartphones, to be smarter than their phones. And so I am here today to answer any questions and join the panel and talk about the power of communication and collaboration. Thank you so much. Renata, um, let me have you introduce yourself as well. 
Good morning. Thank you, Melissa, for giving me this opportunity. I'm really excited about this for you and your podcast. So uh, my name is Renata Walker, and I am the owner and stylist at uh, RW Couture. It is uh, Houston's first style room. We're located in North Houston, and basically what I offer is uh, one-on-one styling services and shopping for my clientele here. Uh, we style business women um, available for work, whether you're an entrepreneur, you have speaking engagements, or you're, it's just a weekend and girls out with the brunch. So we offer full services here, clothing, shoes, and accessories. And uh, what differentiates us is that, again, I like we're a small style room, and we, I like to do uh, one-on-one styling sessions. So when you come in, it's just you. You have your allotted time to come in and get styled. Thank you so much. Again, um, we're Question for me, Melissa. Yes, ma'am. Well, um, in 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 communicating through social media or through your website, it's important to first of all determine what your plan is. What is your mission? What are you trying to accomplish? And once you do that, then you can set the demographics of who your audience is. And then after that, determine whether or not your flow of information, your flow of communication is either going to be the hub, is either going to be the website, and you're going to spoke out to the social media platform, or some people don't necessarily have to have a website if their audience is strong on the social media platform and they can communicate with them there. So it really depends on the flow of information. Where do you want your people to go? When you give them a call to action, when they go to your website, when they go to Facebook, when they go to Twitter. So it's very important first to identify your uh, mission, your audience, and then create a plan to reach out to them either through your website and all your social media uh, platforms or however you find that you have the biggest audience, where your biggest audience is. So, um, what are some of your tips for uh, navigating through that to figure out your audience and uh, knowing where and how to look? Um, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. What are some of your uh, tips for navigating through some of the the clutter or chaos to figure out who do I need to go to, where can I select my audience, and um, who's right for me, and knowing, okay, maybe I have hit that right place, but everybody in this, in this bucket over here. 
here is not for me? Well, I mean, when you're reaching out to people, let me see, because we're behind a computer. We don't actually see them unless we get out and um, work among the crowd or, or go to the events and places where our audience is. That's how you can grow your audience. But if you are just concentrating on social media and not getting out, then your audience could be anybody because the Internet is www, and that's World Wide Web. And so I know there was a, a case where I did a Facebook ad and I set the parameters for Africa. I just experimented. I said, I want to see if I can pull in an audience from Africa. And I was really surprised at the numbers of people who responded to that Facebook post. And so your audience is unlimited. It, it's the World Wide Web. So, again, identifying you want to target and then setting your plan, your parameters around that. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, we lost a lot of it. I'm sure she'll be back on. Um, okay. I'm here. And, oh, okay. Okay. I'm here. So what are your, your thoughts on, you know, like she was saying with communicating and um, being in the fashion industry? Um communicating and eating, you know, helping people to understand like you're doing, you know, concierge services and um, working with people's styles, what they want, what they may not like, you know, different things like that. So how would you um, suggest just opening the communication and making sure that they're clear on what they're needing, what they're wanting, um, or even just, you know, understanding how to put their pieces together? Well, for me, there there are several, you know, to answer that question, it's it's kind of several things to me. So primarily uh, I'm on social media, and what I do is just kind of give tips and things like that uh, as, in regards to fashion and style. But I think to me it's really important as far as reaching my clients and having people to come in. That is one of the reasons why I stress come into the style room if you're local and uh, let's schedule a, a style consult. Let's sit down and try to understand what you're needing. Or, you know, I have a lot of ladies that come in, and they're, they're, they they kind of know what they want, but they're not really sure. And my thing is is earning women's trust in order to perhaps style them in something that, you know, for one reason or another they may think, you know, this is not going to work for me. So, to me, honest and effective commun- uh, listening uh, and understanding what your client is, is uh, asking for. And I do push the envelope a lot, a lot of my clients, because I think it's important that sometimes we get this preconceived notion in our head about a look or what we want and how it works. But um, I, one of the things that I really... Uh, stress and one of the things that's really important to me is being honest and making sure that when uh, women walk out of the style room, that when they put that outfit on or uh, that I've styled them in, that they're 100% comfortable in it and it is exactly what they're needing. So a lot of the times it's just really, to me, uh, reaching out, like I said, social media, 
um, emails, uh, you know, uh, newsletters, providing that information. But I, I just, I think the biggest thing is just open and honest communication with your with your clients. Can I ask you a question, Renata? Yes. Um, you talked about the fact that people have to trust you first and you have to have the ability to listen. And those two aspects are a very important trust. The people have to trust you first before they will allow you into whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish. Now, one thing about communication is when we feel good about ourselves because of our external look, it also helps us internally. And so we wear confidence. Would you agree with that? We come out I agree, with confidence 100%. and able to, to, I agree, to communicate because I have with had, other people. I've had one of my clients to come in, and she was like, no, you know, I don't I, just trust me. And I put this look together with her, and she was, well, you know, I I, I just need to. And the, the greatest thing that helped me was she called me and she said, you know, my mom, see, I put the outfit on that you, you saw me in. She said, my mom asked me, who put you in that? And she said, I told her, and she said, you need to keep her. <laughs> you know, so, again, I want to make sure that, just like you said, it is so important, and and we do. You know, if you if you know that you, your look is together, you're if you're speaking, and and you've got yourself together, that's going to give you just that extra boost of confidence to get out there and just kick butt, you know, and do what you're supposed to do. And and that's the thing I want I want women to feel empowered through the, the the clothing and and what they wear you know not that it defines who they are that's what I tell people you know it's not about a name or a tag or name tag this that and the other but I just want you to feel that at part aspect you know you got you know that's not something you have to worry about you know I read this article not too long ago um, Melissa and Renata that people do respond to labels and brands and that if, for instance, you have someone who is in a brand name item and someone who's not in a brand name item, the statistics show that most people will gravitate to the person in the name brand item because they recognize the name, the name brand and they feel like that person is more important than the other person. And so for the other person who is not in the name brand, like you said, that doesn't matter. Your confidence within yourself to be able to achieve whatever you want to achieve is the most important thing. And so, that's correct. Um, and I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times, I agree with you, I think a lot of the times people get caught up with labels. And this is what I tell yeah. people. I've, I've never been big on labels, of course. You know, you're not. You, I, I'm not going to say, oh, I've never had any, but... Yeah, I'll have a couple of pieces, but another thing about styling and what I tell my ladies is you can mix high end with low end. And when I I don't want to say low end, but you can you can mix uh, uh, a a name brand with just a off the rack label, you know. And that's 
the whole thing is pulling the look together where you don't have to spend thousands of dollars. A lot of ladies don't have that, you know, so that is one of the things that we offer. Hey, you, you have a, if you have a budget, we can, we can work within your budget. I can get you style within your budget, but you don't have to go blow, you know, two, three thousand dollars. Uh huh. Well, let me let me segue on that for just a second. I don't mean to cut you off, but what you're talking about in terms of my appearance on the outside, my style, also transfers over into my marketing materials. How do I look when I'm communicating with my prospects, with my potentials? What does my business card look like? What does my stationery look like? Do I have a very nice signature? email signature that includes my logo. Uh, What uh, does my Instagram uh, profile look like? What does my Twitter uh, banner at the top, my Facebook banner at the top? And so when you talk about style and how you appear, it also translates over into social media uh, and on the Internet. If you have a website, what does your website look like? And a lot of times people cannot afford to have the type of developer or website company to give them that wow presence on the Internet. And so there are other tools uh, that are available for people to use that would make them look like, you know, like they're trying in, in the way that they're presenting themselves or they want to present themselves. And so those things are important too. How do you present yourself in your marketing collateral? Yeah, and that's really important that you said that because another thing, just like you said, we you really only have one chance to make that impression, that first impression. And depending on what you are, what your um, field of specialty is, whether, you know, like I said, I'm a stylist. So for the most part, when I'm out, if I am out, if it's a casual day or whatever, you know, I try my best to represent my brand because at any time if someone asks, well, what do you do? You know, I'm a stylist. I own a style room. So it's really important for me to make sure that while, you know, I have my casual days. I'm not going to say every day that I walk out I'm I'm 100% dressed and styled. But, however, when I do go out, I make sure that I'm together enough. So if someone asks or if there's a chance that I I would like to, you know, give someone my card and introduce myself and what I do, that I look the part. Because, you know, you don't want to say, well, hey, you know, I'm a stylist or, you know, I'm a speaker and I'm charging, you know, two or $3,000 to speak, but you look a mess. We're going to move on to this really, really great point that both of you are putting out. But, you know, let's move on to, you know, like follow-up. You know, we you know, talked to you a little bit on the communication things like that. But I've come across some people that say, well, I gave you my card, and if you don't want to call me, you don't want my services. And you have to understand that it's important for us to do that follow-up. Um, because things happen. It's not that they may not want your services. They're waiting on you to follow up. Or, again, they're busy, they're running their business, and it's up to you to follow up. 
follow up if you have that And if you're not going to do that and put forth that effort, then what's the point? It's more than just handing a call or, hey, here's my number or you're connected with me on social media. We have to do the work, step in, follow up, and figure out what we need to do to gain that trust. So that that is so true. And I, I think, Melissa, um, when you talk about follow-up, that's kind of hard for a lot of people to do because they, they see a prospect, they give their card, they give their uh, information, and then sometimes they sit back and wait for that person to contact them. But that's not, right. that's not how it works. You've got to be right. hungry enough to get out there and court that prospect. And so there are all kinds of collaboration tools available to make it a lot easier for you. And if you are in an industry that you are trying to uh, generate I mean, millions of dollars in uh, revenue, you could use a service, a CRM service, or CRM, um, or Customer Retention Management uh, System. I use Zoho. I've used Zoho, the collaboration tool, for many, many years even well before Microsoft got into the cloud. Did you realize that there was a time when Microsoft did not believe in the cloud? It was unbelievable. It was like nine or 10 years ago. Now that everybody is in the cloud um, and cloud being in the cloud, meaning that you have to have a user ID and a password to access uh, these platforms, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, that's what being in, in the cloud is. And so now, you have all of these collaboration tools available to you. You've got Hootsuite. You've got Zoho. You've got Google Docs. I'm sure you could name a couple as well, um, Melissa. It's not, and they're not that difficult. Uh, right. If you know Microsoft Word, if you know how to type, you know, it's, it's basically the same. What you see is what you get. It's, so you type and you do things that make it easier for you to collaborate with not only your audience, but it's important to do that follow-up. It's important to have a process in place so that once you make that contact, you get back to the office, you're doing a follow-up email. Nice to meet you. Let me say something I, I like, Melissa. When I go to an event and I'm taking selfies with people that I meet, right? I take a selfie right. with them. And right. I get their name. And then once I get back to the office, or my office, I take that picture and I create a marketing piece that's called Nice to Meet You. And I send that to them and say, it was so nice to meet you on such and such a date, along with that picture of them. It, it, it is well received by the prospect, and it opens up opportunities for them to contact you because if you gave them a really good and warm and fuzzy feeling. By having that selfie sent to them, and so that's that's really important is to find those tools available that you can easily work with and keep up and follow up with your prospects. Right, and as a behind the scenes expert, I tell a lot of my clients, you know, it's not about what someone else is using. It's so many options out there that let's find what works for you. Because like you, you know, Somebody else may not feel comfortable. Okay, well, let's find what works for you. I would have to get out of, well, she's using Zoho, but I can't use it out, so now I'm just not going to do that. 
that personal touch is, is, is different. I think the other thing, too, is I, uh, is when you are posting um, collaboration or marketing pieces on your social media platform, try to feed the people tips, information that they can use. It's not always necessary for you to be selling something. Um, you can do that later on down the line once you start to build your audience. But like Renata said, there's that trust. They got to trust you first. And when they trust you, then they will believe. Um, and so that's important is to just feed people information that they can use when they trust you. Then you can sell them a T-shirt or something or whatever it is that you're trying to market a product or a service. Right. That's what I tell Conversations. I think one of the things. What so with a when you come in, if there's what I do is just kind of capture my information, and it's 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 sort of informal, um, and especially if it's just a shopping session. So if I have, say, I have a new customer that comes in, and what I'll try to do, what I do, is from the sale, you know, of course I document what they purchase or whatever, and then. It's from if they're just in here and we're trying things on, I know, okay, they didn't like this. Or say I put them in a, a skirt that didn't fit right. Okay, no, you know, she's not an A-line skirt. She's a midi skirt person or a skater skirt or, you know, something like that. But that's just information that I keep for myself as far as a customer file um, so that I have that information. And, again, to me, I can I can compile that so 
if I'm sing, sending a news blast or I'm sending a newsletter out or some information, I know that if I, I have new skater skirts in, they don't work for her. So I'm not going to target her with that. I'll have that information. Or, hey, I have new looks in. You can come in. I've got some things for you. I know the next time she come in, we're not going to we're not going to put her in that particular style because it doesn't work for her. So that's about as much type the uh, documents that I personally use for my for my business. For me, Melissa, um, for me, Melissa, if a person is interested in, um, let's say, a website, we have a process called Project Estimate Worksheet. Now, a lot of times people say, I want a website, but they don't know exactly what they want. And wow, in communicating, right. and in communicating to that, that vendor a website that they think they might want, you need to know exactly what they need, all the way down to do they have a domain name? Is their domain uh, registration up to date? What is their, do they have stock images or do they need a photographer? Um, do they need an e-commerce on their website? So this form that they have to fill out gives me an opportunity to evaluate everything that they want. And I also include in it things that they may not think of. And so once they fill that out, it can be priced accordingly. Now, I always say that if I give you a price and that's that you, you don't want that price, you, you might say I can't afford that price, a better way of saying, uh, uh, saying it, don't, don't say I can't afford it, because now you fixed it in your mind that you can't afford it. Instead, say it's not in my budget at this time. That way I can go back and take out some things and try to help it fit into their budget. Another thing about processes and uh, keeping up with your uh, audience is that you use email marketing tools that have uh, features in it like segmenting. Like Renata says, she may send out an e-blast to, uh, to her audience, and she may get a response from, say, like 50 people in the Atlanta region. Well, now she goes back into her email marketing campaign uh, uh, app, and then she segments just those 50 people into a brand-new list. That way, when she sends out another e-blast and she wants to just target a certain group, just Atlanta, She's already pulled out the ones that are in in Atlanta. And so there's also the autoresponder. It's important that when you are selling an event or selling a product and someone uh, hits that submit button, that they automatically get an autoresponder from you that includes information about how they can contact you, your phone number, your website, your email address, and thanking them for making that, that purchase. And so... Those things are available within the uh, uh, application. It's just a matter of you finding them and tapping into them and using them to your advantage. Okay. We're going to take another, like, 10 minutes to hit on some collaboration and uh, start taking some questions. With We have a lot of Facebook live viewers on, so we're going to start taking questions from them. Um, so on collaborating, um, we're, we we try to do everything ourselves. 
And we have a, this defensive mechanism or this brick wall up of, I don't want to share ideas. I don't want to talk to nobody. Um, if I bring this person in, they're going to steal my idea. They're going to, you know, I mean, it's a variety of different things that, of excuses that I've heard of why people don't want to collaborate or partner with anyone. And it's not really understanding, like you said earlier, Jackie, on finding that right person, just like you're navigating and trying to find out your audience, you navigate and try to find that right person to partner with and if it makes sense. So what are your thoughts on collaborating, finding that right partner and uh, knowing if it's a good connection or not? That's a good question. Because partnering and collaborating with someone else is like a relationship, okay? You're, you're courting each other in the beginning because you have common common ideas, you have common goals, um, and it seems to be working. But as in a relationship, things can change. And so I know I was listening to Les Brown. And Les Brown talked about he wanted to be a speaker. He wanted to be a speaker so bad that what he did was he started going to uh, events with uh, Tony, what's the name, Tony Robbins and uh, Nathan Hale or whoever these other people were and just going up there and talking to them. He didn't have any fear about what he wanted to do. And so you have to be confident enough within yourself with your plan, whatever it is, your goals that you have set, that even if you partner with somebody else and they feel you feel like they want to take your ideas or steal your ideas, you don't think of it in, in those terms because these people may not want to steal your ideas. They can offer you helpful information that can help it, uh, 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 get you to the next level. And so right. just be firm and knowing what it is that you want to accomplish, and if you are with someone that's giving you negative vibes, you just drop them and just keep moving because you are not dependent upon that other person. You are dependent upon you. The other person is just gravy. Right, right. Okay. Uh, Renata, what is what is your... Uh opinion about that. So I, I just think that, again, with the collaborations, it has to be, um, it, you have to be clear on what the both of you are attempting to, um, when you collaborate together, what you're attempting to, um, oh gosh, I'm sorry, I can't think of it what each of your end goals are when you're collaborating together because a lot of the times you want to make sure that it's it's beneficial for both of you because a collaboration of course what you're what you're attempting to do is you are attempting to work with someone and you're trying to reach their audience and they're in 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 return they're trying to reach your audience so you know, it, it needs to. You need to make sure that it is a, a win-win collaboration for the both of you. Uh, I think right. it, it. It's just one of those things. You you really have to be clear on it, and going in with that individual, and just making sure that 
you know, both of you are on the same level as to what you're wanting and and what what the expectations are, setting your expectations, and all of that has to be taken care of front. Um, but I think if you if you do it correctly, you know it can it could be a great uh, thing for for both for both people included. But again, now, you just it, to make sure. And then and well, I was just well, going to say, Renata, um, that in business, you know. In collaboration, if you are concerned about someone taking your ideas, then there are clauses. There are clauses and, and agreements that you can yes. find, uh, non-compete clauses. Um, and then there's another one. I can't think of the name of it where if I'm meeting with you and I want to discuss my idea, uh, then you sign this, this document first that says I will not divulge this information that we're discussing with anybody else. Now, it's really on the honor system um, because that person could easily go back and take your idea. And so really uh, you need to find those uh, documents, those things to protect you uh, when you're collaborating or partnering with somebody else. That's if it's a large contract and there's money involved, you definitely need to have agreements between the two of you so that there's no uh, misunderstanding, especially when it comes to that money. But now we're talking about um, women empowerment and trying to help women understand that if they are in the process of either trying to start a business or they're trying to grow their business, they're getting ready to retire and they want to uh, do something to help others, but they don't know how to go about doing it using their talents. Um, that type of collaboration, then find organizations, women organizations that fit into what it is that you're trying to do. There, there, there's Seroptimus International. There's, there's all kinds of organizations that are available for you to collaborate with other women. And the beauty of it is in those type of collaborations, you are helping others out there in the community. That's a beautiful thing. Right. Well, while we're on topic, I have a question from uh, Eric, which is on Facebook Live. And he said, well, uh, you run into the risk of someone that can't commit or have trust issues. Either one of you can respond to that. Oh, I think the the main thing is is even with the commitment and 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 you have to be honest with yourself. That's something if you know you're not again uh, uh, speaking with someone. If you, if you, it, it just depends on how long you've known that individual, and it takes time. To me, it takes time to to uh, build a relationship and form a relationship. So you, if you're not sure as far as, I think that's one of the, the biggest things with people nowadays is trust. And I think that um, you, you have to take the time and, and get to know people. And most of the times your instincts are going to tell you. you you're going to know if, if that person, is, if that individual is uh, the type of individual that you want to deal with. And even if not, you have to you have to be open to a certain level. And I think that's a lot of people instant the trust 
because they've been burned or, you know, something has happened in the past, it's hard for them to trust. But I think that's one of the main things is you have to open up because if not, then you're, you're going to forever stay with, well, I'm not going to be it because I don't trust them. You know, and, and that's why I said you, you give them a little bit of information, see how that works. Y'all work together. You do an intro you know, collaborate something small and see how that goes. And then that will determine if this is something you want to, this is a individual or company that you want to collaborate with long-term. I would say um, with the trust issue um, and commitment issue is that when you're working with other people, how how committed are they, they, are they to their project? How committed are you to your project? And, and understanding that whatever it is that you're going to do, you're going to do it regardless. Um, and I think trust has to be earned, not borrowed. You know, I can't trust you today, and then tomorrow I decide I don't, I don't trust you. It, right. It, 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 like, like Renata said, you know, you you start slow. You don't uh, uh, meet someone and you that you want to collaborate with and just start spilling all the beans expecting that maybe they're going to give you information that's going to be helpful. No, you need to be confident in yourself, what it is that you want to do, and then just give small pieces of information. See how that person uh, responds. And when you feel that, uh, have that red flag, you see that red flag on the wall, that something is not quite right, then yes. you need to pay attention to that to that flag yes. and not just give people another chance, another chance, and another chance. No, yes. that is a time waster. When you see that flag, your mind is telling you that something is definitely wrong. Pay right. attention, fix it, and move on. Yes, that that's definitely it. And I think that's a lot of the times people want to say, well, you know, I want to give them another chance. No, no. You know, and I tell I tell people a lot of the times I can be I'm, I I consider myself super friendly, but another thing is is you watch the signs. You have to, you know, you really have to to um, watch people and 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 their behaviors and their actions. It's really going to tell you who they are. You know, so. You just go with that, and again, like I said, it's your your instinct, and it's it's nothing personal. I tell people that all the time. Business is business, and it's nothing personal. And you and many times you have to take your emotions out of it when dealing with people. Oh, that's my friend, so I'm gonna do it because no, if it's it is not, you know, if it is not, it's something that goes with your ethics and the way you manage your business. Then don't do it, friend or no. Okay, well, Correct. I have one. And Eric, more. I, I just want to tell Eric one, one last thing, Eric. Okay. Commitment to self first. Yeah. Okay. What, what about, you have, uh, wait, I have another question. Uh, when trying to start a business and to share your thoughts with others, is it better to start alone or partnership? And that's from Laquita. What was the question? She wants Which to know, in starting a business, is it better to start off by yourself or partner with someone else? Right. Um, Lakeisha, mm, it depends. If you and your friend uh, come up with an idea, 
then you two work together to build that idea. But if you have an idea and it's your idea, then you start with you. You start with setting your purpose. What is the purpose of your business? Once you identify your purpose, then you have your mission. What is your mission? What are you trying to accomplish? Who are you trying to help? Once you have that, then you put together a plan. A plan is like a map. A plan is like the steering wheel on your car. Without it, you can't get anywhere. So now yeah. that you have your plan, you put all everything together. You know what you want to do. You know how much money you want to make. You know what uh, platform you're going to use. You're going to use social media. You're going to build a website, and you budget for that. Then now that you have your purpose, you have your plan, the next step is to put it into action and be confident enough that you can do it. Just do it. Now, if you find that something is not working in your plan, it's easy for you to just go back to your plan and make an adjustment. But your purpose, you have already defined your purpose, and you have also said, this is, I'm going to say this, and it's very important. You need to say how much money you want to make. Today is September the 1st, 2019. Determine now how much money you want to make in 2020. Let's say you want to have a million dollars by the end of December of 2020. A million dollars is not that far-fetched if you put your mind to it. So now that you have said, I want a million dollars, and you keep saying that to yourself, the spirit within you is going to help you to activate that plan and put it into action. You're getting a lot of thumbs up on that. (laughs) And I think that, you know, whether you want to start by yourself or with your friends or with someone, that's a question that you really have to ask yourself And really know, I think that the both of you need to sit down if you want to, you know, start a business with someone. Just sit down and really talk the ins and outs. Uh, Everything needs to be talked about from, again, how how you all are going to pay yourself, how how things, how the business is going to be structured. All of that needs to be to be worked out before you even go and register your business and, and, you know, get that ball rolling. Because you have to know that the person you're in is in it. You you are 100, you, both of you are 100% in it. It can be really tricky uh, trying to be in business with friends or family or, you know, it just depends. You know, I've done both, and in certain instances it, it didn't work out. But to me, the friendship was more important than the business. So it's like, okay, let's just, we, you know, we'll buy you out. We'll, we'll do that. That was more important to me than the business. And 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 I can say this, you know, when I'm in work mode, it's totally different than when I'm a friend. So you have to know when we're 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 doing business. I'm handling business, so it may be different, and it's nothing personal. But it, it just depends on what you're doing and how you want to do it. Being in okay. business with someone, it can be both rewarding. I've done both. I've had a business um, with my sister previously, and I've, I have several businesses by myself. 
and um, both of them can be re- rewarding. It's just what you're willing to put into it. And you have to make sure that your worth, work ethics, both of your work ethics are the same when it comes to the business because it can get tricky. You don't want one partner doing all the work, but both of you are reaping the benefits. You know, so it, it's just it can be done. I'm not going to say it can be done. It can be done, but it takes a lot of work. And, again, it goes back to communication as well. I'm going to chime in real quick um, before we're coming close to the end of the show. But when you're partnering with somebody, we also have to understand we are not going to always agree. And we have to be in that area where we can discuss it and agree to disagree or See what we can do to figure out a different solution. So just because we're partnering and we're doing a business together, regardless of the percentage, we have to understand we're not going to agree on everything does not mean we should automatically dissolve the partnership. So I just wanted to throw that in real quick um, before we end the show. So real quick, I want to, again, thank both of you ladies for joining in and um, having this, this discussion on communication and collaboration. So if you could take a couple of minutes and let everyone know, again, where they can follow you on social media, your website, and how they can get in contact with you. We'll start with you, Jackie. Yes, I am Jackie R. Hot and Mobile Technology for Out and About. And what I do is help people be smarter, then their smartphone. We are out uh, out from our office. We are out from our home computers. And there are times when we need to collaborate and communicate. And so my mission is to show you those tools on your smartphones and on your tablets that you can use while you're out and about. You could be on the beach. You could be at the library. You could be anywhere and collaborate. I'm at hotmobile.com. I'm on Instagram at Hot and Mobile. And thank you very much, Melissa. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. Thank you so much. Renata? Thank, uh, thanks, Melissa. Um, I'm, again, R.W. Couture. And I like to say I like to style women's spirit. So I want to style you. Um, I can be reached at, um, I'm online. My website is www.rwcouturefashion.com. We're on Instagram as RW underscore Couture. We're on Facebook as RW Couture. And and we have the style room is located at 519 North Sam Houston Parkway East, Suite 300. That's Houston 77060. You can give us a call at 346-754-5588. We do have, I do ask that you schedule your shopping um, your shopping time, and the reason I ask that is because, again, I like to to spend one-on-one time with my clients. I don't want to have three or four people in and, and trying to divide my attention and working with everyone. So a style session, they are free. You can do that online on our website. Just uh, go to the website and collect and select, uh, you know, a schedule a shopping session. And as far as a style consult, you can do that the same way. And um, just go on. That way you can put 60 to 90 minutes. We we can sit down and talk about what your needs are and move forward with that. And, again, thank you, Melissa, for giving me this opportunity. I really appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you to both of you. Um, this was a lot of great information and uh, looking at the comments and uh, people following. Uh, I'm kind of doing a, a triple camera thing now on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram in and out. So uh, we are, we've been live this whole time. So I'm glad that we have some followers to join in online and uh, all the extra callers that's been calling in. I truly appreciate you. And join us next Saturday, same time, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Savvy Mad Biz. S-A-B-B-Y-M-A-G, Biz and Boy, I-Z. And also go online, www.savvymag.biz to enjoy the magazine. We have a uh, Savvy the Business magazine and also Savvy the Business podcast. So we're both under the Savvy brand. Uh, thanks again. And as always, keep it savvy and join in. Send us your questions. Send us your emails. Um, all your questions can be emailed to info at Again, thank both of you ladies for joining in and be savvy. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Book followers for uh, hanging in there with us. Um, I'm going to log off all of these lives that I have going on. Um, this was a task, but it worked out. So if you have any questions, and again, join us next Saturday at the same time, 9 a.m. Central. Thank you so much for hanging in there, joining in. And remember, Savvy Mag Biz on Twitter and Instagram, and our digital magazine, Savvy the Business Magazine, um, is on www.savvymag.biz. Uh, we have a few extra things online uh, that's not in the magazine, like Savvy Spotlight, and a few extra treats on the website. So go to the website first. Check out the website. Uh, there's a button to click for the digital magazine. You click that button, and it'll take you to the digital magazine. So thanks again for following us. Keep following us. Send us your questions. Share this information. We're all about helping you to build your business and answering those questions that you may be confused about or you're just kind of unsure of if you should or shouldn't. So, again, thanks again. Talk to you next week. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.